Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. Happy Friday. Welcome to the show. His name is Myron Metcalf. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Myron, you heard the open people freaking out over Anthony Richardson, the Florida Gator, number four overall to Indianapolis, has a nice little performance last night in Philadelphia. Are we overblowing this? Are we overblown? I heard a lot about this guy today. Yeah, I, I heard a few exaggerations. One was that he had a nice performance, right? I, I don't know. He was 6 for 17, <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure on that. But it, it was a curious kind of celebration for a guy who probably doesn't need to do anything to put a bigger target on his back, and he found a way to do that. Like, the last group of fans I would taunt, Joe, would be Philly fans because they will never forget that if you're Anthony Richardson. No, absolutely not. Let's hear from Anthony Richardson himself speaking after the game in regards to the Fly Eagles Fly movement he was doing after an Indianapolis touchdown. I was thinking about it before the game because, you know, rookies sometimes or just anybody uh, in general just getting in the end zone, you kind of freeze up. You don't know what to do. Uh, so I was contemplating what I was going to do. Uh, if I if I scored, if, if somebody else scored. So I'm like, OK, this is what they do. So I, I ran down there and I was just flapping my arms and you know, uh, I was just having fun. You know, I hope nobody you know, take it the wrong way. But, you know, it's just ball. I'm having fun out there and just just enjoying it. Yeah, they're going to take it the wrong way. What? They're absolutely going to take it the wrong way. It's not really how that works in the Northeast, man. That's not – you don't you don't roll into those towns and do that. It's, oh, it's all in good fun. Yeah, it was all in good fun when T.O. was out on the star. It was all in good fun. The Lambo leaf, Randy Moss wiping his rear end on the Green Bay yeah. goalposts. It's all in good fun, but that stuff gets remembered. On one hand, I love the bravado. I love the bravado yes. of actually thinking through that. On the other hand – I'm shocked someone was thinking about a end zone celebration in a meaningless preseason game in which you were going against a bunch of backups and you are a number four overall pick who's expected to produce in those spots. <laughs> yeah, it was all kind of bizarre. Like, first off, does he understand taunting? Because you don't say, I hope nobody <laughs> took it the wrong way. Right. You, you don't trip somebody and they fall. They go, whoa, man, I hope you didn't you know, take that the wrong way. Like, what are you doing, Anthony Richardson? This is premeditated. <laughs> of course people will take it the wrong way. And again, this is bravado. This is confidence, maybe. And either way, Joe, this is the opening scene of his 30 for 30. Either it's <laughs> a guy who exceeded expectations and proved everybody wrong and did the Fly Eagle Fly celebration in his first preseason game action, right? Or second preseason game, or the beginning of the end. I just don't know, with all that's around him, all he has to prove, I don't know why you would do it. Um, it doesn't look like, to me, he's a guy that maybe understands what he's going to face if he fails. Because that is going to be an unforgiving experience if this is the kind of stuff he does after going 6 for 17. 
Joe and Amber, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I mean, it's going to be a wild season for Anthony Richardson. Look no further. Forget about any anybody on TV. Forget about anyone on radio. Forget about anything you're hearing from the local guys or what you're reading. Just go to the fantasy nerds. And I say that endearingly as a nerd myself. Go to the fantasy nerds and, and just listen to them break him down. They're talking about how you are going to have spectacular performances, which you will. You are going to have absolutely dreadful performances as well. That passing game has a long way to go. I mean, we're getting excited. You brought it up. Six for 17 for 78 yards with no touchdowns. Okay, you didn't throw any INTs. Five rushes, 38 yards. That's expected. The passing stunk, and that's against the D squad from Philadelphia. Like when Jacksonville rolls into town in week one, you're not going to be facing a D squad. You're going to be facing a well-coached playoff team from last year led by Doug Peterson. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he responds like against real competition. Uh, The weird thing to me is he clearly has physical gifts. Like when you saw him out there, Joe, you're like, who let him play quarterback? Like, how didn't some high school or junior high school coach say, you're a linebacker, you're playing some other position? Because he looks like he's too big for the position. We haven't seen many physically imposing guys like that since maybe a Cam Newton. At the same time, Joe, if he has all of these gifts, if he has all of these physical attributes, well, why wasn't he better at Florida? Like, why couldn't he put them to better use in college? Like, no one's answered that question yet. Of course he has the tools. But when will the tools meet success and skill? We don't know that yet. Like a lot of people were knocking down Hendon Hooker, the quarterback at Tennessee, who was throwing for ungodly amounts of yardage because Hooker was a guy who they said played in a one-read system. Like the system is designed to make it easy for the quarterback, just make the one read, and then you'll be able to go out there and throw for big yards. Now Hooker ends up suffering the knee injury, so he drops a little bit. And I know the athleticism might not be where Anthony Richardson is. Richardson is a very rare individual in terms of side, speed, athleticism, playing the quarterback position. But after all that, we know he can run. The passing is just so far and away from what you would expect from a polished player that you know if you're Indianapolis, it's going to take some time. That's why I still don't get the, he's going to play in preseason game one, then we're not going to play him in the second preseason game, then he's coming back for preseason game three. That reeks of, we thought we had figured out what was going to happen with Jonathan Taylor, and then something changed, and then our plan needed to change. Like, maybe they thought Taylor would be in the fold, so one preseason game was enough, and they'd send them all out there in week one. And then when the whole Taylor situation took an even uglier turn, they decided we need to get you out there because we're not going to be able to lean on Jonathan Taylor. Yet another mind-boggling reason as to why the Colts have gone to war with their star running back who's under contract for them. You need yeah. that guy to take pressure off your quarterback. Joe, you're a smart guy. So you analyze you. things like that with all these different angles, all the different layers. I think that's what you're so good at. I'll tell you my response to what's happening. It's the Colts. When you have a dysfunctional (laughs) franchise, Joe, this is what happens. You can't make sense of it all. And at the end of the day, nothing makes sense. The Jonathan Taylor situation and what's happening there, which makes Anthony Richardson even more vulnerable. You draft what appears to be the least NFL-ready quarterback of them all based on college experience, based on what we saw at that level. And if anybody needs those reps, to your point, it's Anthony Richardson. I just think he's in a spot where he's not going to be able to to develop 
the way that he should be able to develop with all of the things that we have questions about. And the last guy that happened to was a guy in San Francisco by the name of Trey Lance. Oh, boy. Who people didn't think was ready. He came in. We saw some flaws. And guess what? It turned out that he wasn't ready at the end of the day. And it feels like the Colts might be headed down the same path with an Anthony Richardson, and they just don't know what to do with this guy with all these physical gifts, but perhaps not the polish and skill to put it all together. I am going to be, and I can already see this coming. I know this is going to end up being my game of the week, even though I don't want it to be my game of the week. I'm going to lay the four points with Jacksonville against the Colts on the road in week one. One of two things is going to happen. A, what happens a lot to Joey Fortinball, uh, I get blown out. Anthony Richardson has a huge game, and I end up losing, and I th- say to myself, you know what? I'm not going to be betting on him again. Or, number two, the Colts get throttled. He looks terrible, and I spend a month wondering why I didn't bet more on that game. It's not going to be yeah. like a razor-thin yeah. Col- Jaguar win. It is going to be a yeah. Jaguar blowout or Colts outright yeah. That's the only way that game's going down. I can already smell it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so nervous because I don't want that to be my game of the week and it's going to end up being yeah. my game of the week. All right. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. It's great to have you with us on this Friday. Caleb Williams and the USC Trojans. College football is back tomorrow. It starts in Ireland, but the reigning Heisman Trophy winner is going to be on the field in the evening. Will he be able to win? a second Heisman Trophy this season. We'll talk about it next here on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome to the show. He is Myron Medcalf. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's great to have you with us today. We're going to talk Heisman, Heisman odds, college football week zero in just a moment. But let's get you paid. How about some pizza money? Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. I haven't done this in so long. I don't have the updated standings. I know the last one out we won. I know we have a winning record, and I know we're up somewhere around 12 units. Trust me, next week I will get it all organized for everyone because we're ripping through six today. We're going to start with this one. I am going to lay the 31 points with USC over San Jose State tomorrow in week zero. Lincoln Riley is entering his seventh season as a college football head coach. In the previous six seasons in week one, he is 6-0 and straight up. He is 4-2 and against the spread. But he is winning those six games by an average of 38 points per game. His teams come to play early, and they hang a big number on you. USC's defense, highly suspect last year. They know. They hit the transfer portal. It will be better. How much better remains to be seen, but it will be better. Offense hangs a big number. Pizza money number one for tonight, and we got a bunch throughout the show. USC minus 31 over San Jose State. I love it. I all right, think Caleb Williams. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump all over you there. No, I think to, to your point, Caleb Williams, the defense got better in the transfer portal. He's going to have more weapons. I think it's going to be a phenomenal year. All right, so let's talk about Caleb Williams first and foremost, yeah. reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Now, we've had quite a bit of this over the last two decades. I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 or so, uh, individuals who have won the Heisman Trophy and come back the following year with a chance to repeat. None of them have been able to repeat. Archie Griffin, running back, Ohio State, mid-70s, only guy to ever do it. Williams, though, according to Las Vegas, good gracious. He is a plus 375 favorite to win the award. That means a $100 wager returns only $375 in profit if he wins. To put that in perspective, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback at LSU, 10 to 1. Quinn Yours, the quarterback at Texas, 14 to 1. J.J. McCarthy, quarterback, Michigan, 16 to 1. Bo Nix, quarterback, Oregon, 16-1. to Sam Hartman, quarterback, Notre Dame, 16-1, to along with Drake May, Jordan Travis, Cade Klubnick, all in that 16-1 to range. So, Myron, he is a sizable favorite to win this award. Do you think he really is that much better than the rest of the field, or at least his chances are that much better than the rest of the field? It feels like it. I mean, that's, that's interesting, right? Like, that we haven't had a two-time winner since Archie Griffin. Like, that's a bit bizarre when you think about the great players who won the award and they've come back, but it also proves how difficult it is to win it again because the reality is that voters don't tend to give it to guys who kind of duplicate the previous year's results. You have to exceed what you did. So Caleb Williams has to come in and be better than he was last year. And, Joe, honestly, I think the only way to do that, maybe not the only way, but the way to do that is to lead USC to the playoff. I think if he does that, you know, it's guaranteed if they're at that level. If he's not, there's room for somebody else to come in. But it also feels to me, man, in a weird way, for a guy who could win his second Heisman, you don't have the buzz about him the way that you had it about a Trevor Lawrence, a Baker Mayfield, a Lamar Jackson, these other electric players who also put up big numbers, and the whole world knew who they were. In a weird way to me, it's almost like the buzz for Caleb Williams kind of started this offseason leading into what we're going to see tomorrow in Week Zero. 
How much of that do you think is shattered by the fact that from a uh, conference realignment standpoint, that has kind of taken the news? I think that's a big part of it. I mean, when you think USC, you think Pac-12 and sort of you know the elimination of Pac-12, you think them going to the Big Ten. I think that's certainly a factor. On his own campus, he has Bronny James, obviously, you know, suffered a cardiac event in July, but a lot of buzz there in that USC team, Juju Watkins. So there's just a lot happening around, I think, USC, the Pac-12, and all of the stuff about realignment that certainly made it more difficult for people to get to information about Caleb Williams. I'm going to... We have breaking news here on Joe and Amber ESPN Radio. I'm going to take people behind the curtain a little bit. Uh, Myron is in one location. I'm in another location. James is in another location. We're doing this on Zoom. As Myron's trying to talk, James is freaking out on the camera. I am trying to figure out what is going on. Are we about to be fired? Just turns out we have news. We've got news. The news is this. From ESPN, NFL insider Adam Schefter, the San Francisco 49ers, are sending their former number three overall pick, Trey Lance, to the Dallas Cowboys for a mid-round pick per sources. Lance will now get a fresh start in Dallas. And we, and this is the beauty of doing live radio when these things happen, get to react all night long. So here we go. The phone lines are immediately going to open up here. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What does it mean for Dak Prescott? What does it mean for Trey Lance? Are the Cowboys nervous about Prescott? Will Trey Lance find a home in Dallas? All that great stuff, but we'll just start here. Myron, any sort of surprises here? Like Trey Lance being traded? Maybe not so much. But the Dallas Cowboys of all teams? Did not expect that. I mean, you thought Minnesota? You heard a lot of buzz about that, him going home. You thought maybe a place that had an established veteran quarterback and an established backup. Remember the new rule, Joe, you can carry three quarterbacks into a game now uh, without affecting uh, your roster limit. So there were options for him. But Dallas never considered that. It's only going to create more noise. But if there's any owner in the NFL who's like, listen, I will take that 76 Camaro, you know, without tires and, you know, it needs a new engine. Uh, and I'll fix it up and turn it into something great. It's Jerry Jones. So there's a pride <laughs> thing attached to this as well, I think. I mean, look, it, I, first of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with this from a Dallas Cowboys perspective. Maybe as I think more about it, that will change. But Trey Lance was the number three overall pick just a couple years ago. We saw only a handful of games played. I don't think there's anywhere close to enough information out there to make the determination as to whether or not he could be great or be awful. Change of scenery was obviously needed. It wasn't going to work in San Francisco. But if you can grab someone like this for a mid-round pick, it looks like one mid-round pick, according to Schefter's sources, you're taking a great shot on a buy low. And with what everyone's been saying about Prescott, his future with the Cowboys, it doesn't hurt to maybe kick the tires here. A mid-round pick, I mean, if you're the Cowboys right now, let's start from that perspective. Did you overpay here? Is there a mistake at all on behalf of Dallas? We're going to find out. I mean, the challenge is from everything we heard from San Francisco, and I think San Francisco and their delivery of this was being nice. When you say we sent him home, when you say he's not going to be a guy going with us in the future, the question is, can he play at this level? We don't know the answer to that, but Dallas seems to think he can. So I think the Dak stuff will become the story. I think we're a long way from that being reality.
because Trey Lance hasn't done anything to prove that he can push Dak. He couldn't win the backup spot over Sam Darnold in San Francisco. But guess what? That ain't going to stop Dallas Cowboys fans because nothing's going to stop them from turning this into a gigantic thing around Dak and his future. If you're just joining us, the San Francisco 49ers have traded quarterback Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys for a mid-round pick, according to sources. That's from Adam Schefter. The current depth chart for the Dallas Cowboys at the quarterback position prior to the trade, so not currently, Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, and Will Greer, the former quarterback from West Virginia. Trey Lance is going to join that situation. We'll see where he gets slotted in. Oh, I wonder, just Prescott starts slow? Does everyone start calling for Trey Lance? I don't think so. Cooper Rush was a competent backup last year, so that could happen again. More on Trey Lance. Open up the phone lines. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What do you think about the trade? What do you think about what the Niners are doing, the Cowboys are doing? We'd love to hear from you. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball, Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Huge breaking news out of the National Football League just a few minutes ago from our own Adam Schefter. The San Francisco 49ers have traded quarterback Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys. Schefter goes on to update that the pick sent back to the 49ers, a fourth rounder. That's it. The Niners had to give up three number ones and I believe a third or a fourth the following year to move from 12 to three to draft Lance. Just a few years later, they're trading him to Dallas for a fourth round pick. Now the Cowboys are on the hook for $940,000 in salary this year. $5.3 million in salary next year. That is all guaranteed. But if it works out, the Cowboys do have the ability to exercise Lance's fifth-year option in 2025 because he was a first-round pick. We're going to get to the calls in just a second. We'd love to hear from you. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Is Dallas crazy? Are the Niners crazy? For the Niners, does it go down as one of the worst draft picks in NFL history? Triple Eight, seven two nine three seven seven six. Myron, you've had a few minutes to think about it. What comes to mind here? There's a chance that 
Jerry Jones looks like a genius, right? At the end of the day, I think when you think about it, he went out and got a guy that everybody doubts anyways, right? Like he already looks like a bust. So if he becomes someone who, who is either a formidable backup or maybe even a starter, you look pretty smart. and You didn't have to give up too much. If it doesn't work out, then people just say what they've been saying about Trey Lance. So I think Dallas is a situation where I know this buzz about Dak. I think Dak is secure. I don't think this changes Dak's position, even though a lot of sports fans are probably going to think otherwise. But it puts Jerry Jones and the Cowboys in the spot where they took a gamble, didn't have to give up too much to do it, and there's a chance they come out the other end looking pretty smart um, with this Trey Lance situation. I think to myself this. It's a fourth-round pick coming back. I think the Niners were just looking to cut bait and move on. It wasn't really about extracting most value. So with that in mind, the idea that they sent him to Dallas, where worst-case scenario, the Cowboys, the other end of one of the most storied rivalries in NFL history, would acquire a future franchise quarterback from you in exchange for a measly fourth-round pick, makes me start to think that while that would be so juicy from the Dallas end, the Niners must be convinced he can't play in the NFL. They have to yeah. be absolutely convinced that there is no chance this kid is ever going to make it in the NFL to trade him to Dallas for a fourth rounder after what they gave up. That's the first thing that comes to <laughs> mind after having some time to process, yeah. but I, I don't know. Could be wrong. Let's go to the callers. Jack's in Baltimore. Jack, we appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much. Your thoughts on the Trey Lance trade to the Dallas Cowboys? I have so many thoughts. I don't understand it at all. It seems to make absolutely no sense. First thing I think is, I mean, we must know, as good as Dak probably knows, there's no way they came sniffing around Dallas looking for that. Like, Dallas must have went to them to offer something up for Trey Lance. We must have gone for that. And why, why would we do that? Dak doesn't need any more, any more pressure. He already pressured himself, saying he's going to throw less than 10 picks. We don't need any more of that. What are we doing? Appreciate the phone call. That's yeah. good stuff. Now, that's interesting. You're right. It's not like the Niners are probably directly calling Dallas. Hey, do you have a fourth? Do you want them? Dallas probably kicked the tires here to see what was up. I'm sure they did. And, and, and again, I don't think they were alone in, in that. But I don't think anyone who inquired about Trey Lance thought of him as anybody more than someone who maybe proves themselves to be a backup this year, right? And then you see what happens next offseason if maybe there's something there and he can become a starter in the future. So I don't know how much of a gamble it was. Like, to me, the the storyline will be, uh-oh, Dak's in trouble. But what has Trey Lance done to jeopardize Dak's job? He hasn't right. jeopardized anyone's job in that organization because we don't even know if he can play at this level. So I think perception versus reality are very different with this trade. Very well said. Let's go to Edward in Chicago. Edward, thank you for the phone call this evening. Your thoughts on the Trey Lance trade to the Dallas Cowboys. What's going on, fellas? I have to agree with you, Joe, wholeheartedly. I think uh, uh, San Francisco said we can do anything with this guy. Uh, we need a sucker, and Dallas stepped up to the plate. Uh, if, <laughs> if, 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 if Trey Lance couldn't develop under the quarterback, whisper, quarterback whisperer in uh, Kyle Shanahan, do you really think he's going to develop under uh, Mike McCarthy? I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah. there's a bad trade on Dallas's part. Thank you for the phone call, Edward. We appreciate it. I almost forgot. Lost in all this. Myron, you're a Dallas fan. As What's the fan yeah, well, in you feel right now? 
Well, I'm not a Mike McCarthy guy. I mean, I think that's the, a big part of it, right? So I, that's, I do think that's there's been something made, valid that's about been made that abundantly when it comes, clear when it working comes with to you. Mike McCarthy, you know. But but I do think I don't know that this is a big risk. It was a big risk for San Francisco, but that risk is not traveling to Dallas. Like again, if it doesn't work out, they have to give up the money. I mean, that's a factor. But what do they lose beyond the fourth round pick? So I think in this situation. Trey Lance can only go up. If he stays where he's at, then guess what? He's the guy who couldn't beat out Sam Darnold. But beyond that, if he doesn't make it, who cares? So I think it's only upside for Dallas, and they understood that going into it. But the Dak Prescott stuff is very premature for a guy who couldn't beat out Sam Darnold for a backup job. I think that's very fair to say because a lot of people are going to start looking at that saying Prescott might be in trouble. Prescott better look over his shoulder. There's all this talk that he might not be back after the season. Say what you want about Prescott and whether or not he's like a tier one, tier two, or tier three guy. He's won games in the NFL. He's won plenty of games. He, 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 He beat Brady last year in the playoffs. I know a lot of people will say that wasn't a very good Bucks team. That's fine. You can say that. But he's in the playoffs making plays, winning games. Like we can knock him down for not being Mahomes. But he's also not some bum who can't get the job done. Not to say Lance is because we've only seen so little, but we've only seen so little. So to think he's going to come in and take the other guy's job may be a bit premature. Randy, in Arizona. Randy, we appreciate the phone call. Your thoughts on the Trey Lance trade to Dallas for a fourth-round draft pick. Hey, guys, great show. Makes no sense to me because – if he ends up being the big deal, San Francisco just traded to one of their biggest competitors, the only Super Bowl contender other than Philly for him, an upside. And the 49ers, as you said, must have said he's nothing. There's only one deal that should have been made for Trey Lance, and it should have been a one-for-one swap, Zach Wilson, for Trey Lance and have <laughs> Rodgers mentor him for a couple of years. <laughs> I, 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 this is the beauty of a breaking news story when you're on the air yeah. and the great callers weighing in because you're going to get so many different angles on that. The old one-for-one, yeah. Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. Yeah. Well, it feels like both teams yeah. are just back where they started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting, man. It's interesting how it's all shaken out. I, I will say the difference, though, is if you're Dallas, I think part of it is we haven't seen a lot of football from Trey Lance not even just in the NFL, really over the last five years. I think he played 19 games in college. He only played that one year between 2019 and the NFL, and we've seen him, I believe, make four starts in the NFL. So if you're Dallas, there could be a mindset of he hasn't had enough reps yet to determine who he is. That ain't the case with Zach Wilson. We've seen plenty of Zach Wilson. Trey Lance, maybe the idea is maybe there's something that we haven't given him a chance to show yet. There's a great book that I recommend all the time when we get into conversations like this. It's called Soccernomics, right? It's basically the European football version of Moneyball. It was written in around 2009, and it talks about how these lower-level teams in Europe try to compete with the big boys when they don't have the budget. And it's about finding value, right? Like one of the worst things they'll recommend is a guy coming off a monster World Cup or a monster Champions League run when he's in the contract year. People go out and overpay him. Think about Anthony Rendon. That that season yeah. he put together when the Nationals won the World Series, the Angels broke the bank for him and then you never heard from him again. Like that's just a yeah. bad deal. It's not to say Rendon's a terrible player, but they paid him at the peak of his powers and then ultimately he was never able to live up to it. Conversely, These other teams that try to compete on a budget, they find guys who are cheap because of an injury or maybe some issue off the field 
or maybe something just went south somewhere and they feel like they can rekindle it. That's what Dallas is doing here. That's why I can appreciate the swing from the Cowboys. It's a fourth-round pick on a guy who was drafted number three overall just a few years ago. He's thrown 102 career passes in the NFL. Maybe, maybe the problem was he and San Francisco didn't mesh and a fresh start could turn into something. That's worth a swing, in my opinion. If it doesn't work out, yeah. it's not the end of the world for the regime. If you're San Francisco, that, that was a mighty swing. And for them to just cut ties now, think about how bad it must have been there. Probably bad. I mean, also, maybe it's respect to Trey Lance, too. You know, you understand that you don't want to put him in that situation where he's kind of just be just lingering in purgatory. Um, I'm sure he's embarrassed. So he needed a fresh start as well. But to your point, yeah, maybe there's something there. The flip side is maybe San Francisco was right, and maybe he just can't compete at this level. Like maybe he's just not uh, an NFL quarterback. I know I've ranted this before, but you just can't find a bunch of non-Power 5 guys who've excelled in this league. There just aren't that many. You'll bring up the guy in Buffalo. I get it. But there aren't (laughs) many beyond that, right? So, you know, I think Trey Lance was always in an uphill battle to try to play at this level, to adjust to the speed and the talent of this level. Um, so there's just a lot that he has to show before you can even convince me that he's a backup in Dallas. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. We're going to keep the conversation going. I see Greg is at the top of the calls list. Greg, hang tight. We're going to come to you next, and when I see a bunch of people stacked behind you, we're going to keep taking your calls. The number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Trey Lance is headed to the Dallas Cowboys in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Do you like the deal for Dallas? What do you think of the move for San Francisco? Like, in terms of bad draft picks, where does that rank all time? Stack that up against Jamarcus Russell. Give me a call and let me know what you think, because the Raiders shockingly got more out of Russell than the Niners got out of Lance, as harsh as that sounds. 888-729-3776. Tune into an NL battle tomorrow as the Giants host the Braves. Coverage begins at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. More on Trey Lance and the Cowboys next here on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is what people like Myron and I live for. Breaking news while you're on the air and the opportunity to share it with the callers. And you guys are lighting up the phones. We appreciate it. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. The story is as follows. The Niners have traded quarterback Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Full stop. That's it. A fourth-round pick nailed a guy from San Francisco, who the Niners gave up three first-round picks 
and a third rounder for just a few years ago. Now, we were talking about this during the break, and we're going to go to the calls in a second. The three first-round picks that the Niners gave to the Dolphins to move up, what did those picks turn into? Do we have the official answer on that, Myron? We do. So there was sort of a domino effect that happened with the Trey Lance deal. It turned into Jalen Waddell to the Dolphins. Philly got involved. Devontae Smith ends up with Philly. Micah Parsons ends up uh, with Dallas as a result of this. Also, Tyreek Hill is a part of this and Bradley Chubb. So you talk. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Break. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jalen Waddle, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb went to Miami in exchange for Trey Lance? Uh, they were a part of that trade pack. One of those people was part of that trade package for Tyreek Hill. So this is sort of the domino. But you can also add Michael Parsons in there because of what Dallas was able to do and also Devontae Smith and Philly. You talked about this, and I didn't think about this. Worst trade ever. We obviously have Jamarcus Russell kind of as the statue. we got to say worst draft pick, not worst trade. Worst draft pick, sorry. Yeah, worst, worst draft, draft pick. pick ever. That's going to be a phone conversation too, everybody. Get ready. Go ahead, Myron. Yeah, but if you think of what other teams got – Instead of Trey Lance and what San Francisco got, it's hard not to elevate this above Jamarcus Russell uh, when you think about it from that perspective. Like, this could go down as the worst draft pick of all time, depending on what he ends up doing in Dallas. Like, I got Raider fans, or I got Niner fans in my mentions saying it's Russell. I used to work in the Bay Area, so I've got some some Niner and, and Raider followers. And Niner fans are saying, Russell by far. And one guy lays it out. He goes, no, it's Lance. Lance only played 262 snaps. Russell played 31 games. The Raiders didn't have to trade up to get him. They just used a pick on him, and they swung and missed. And people say, well, it's the number one pick. Well, the Niners gave up three firsts and a third in order to pick a guy who only played 262 snaps. Like, it's got to be – Lance has to be the worst pick over Jamarcus Russell. I never even thought we would have a conversation like that. I never thought it was possible that the, that the Russell pick. I, I thought that was the number one on the Rushmore. Oh, this well, is this well, is too much are, for me on a right? Friday night. It's too much for here me on a Friday are. night. This was supposed <laughs> to be a casual night. We talk oh, about no. some light college football tomorrow, no. and we ride off into the sunset. All right, to the phones. Greg's in Iowa. Greg, thank you for your patience, first and foremost. Your thoughts on the Lance trade to the Dallas Cowboys? I think it's the best thing that could possibly happen to Dallas, honestly, because to me, Dak Prescott is a joke. He always has been ever since he came out of college. Oh, boy. Here we go. And I, All right. Well, I, I yeah, I'm not – don't get me wrong. I'm not a Dallas hater. <laughs> I am a Jerry Jones and anybody else who votes with Jerry Jones hater. I actually love some of the people that are on the Cowboys. I just haven't – I've never liked Dak Prescott. And I think that putting Trey Lance with the Dallas Cowboys, that's like putting Brock Purdy with the 49ers. It's to me, if you watch the way he plays, it's actually a perfect matchup. It's exactly what Trey Lance needs to become better. Okay, appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much. Uh, we're gonna uh, Dak's gonna catch a few strays tonight. It feels like, even though that's yeah. not necessarily the focal point of the conversation, Myron, Dak is going to catch a few strays tonight. Yeah, it, it will. And again, all that feels premature to me. The Brock Purdy conversation actually hurts Trey Lance. Because if Brock Purdy could do it in that system, what does that say about Trey Lance, who was picked so high? Like, to me, we haven't answered whether or not he can play at this level. And Dallas can't answer that yet. So they're gambling. We're just a long way from Trey Lance being a threat to Dak Prescott. That's not real right now. 
Juan's in Lancaster, close to my old stomping grounds in Allentown, Pennsylvania. What's up, Juan? Welcome to the show. Your thoughts on the Lance trade to the Dallas Cowboys? Hey, Carlos. Thanks for having me on. Um, basically, all I really wanted to say was I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with this trade at all. I think it's low risk, high reward for the Cowboys. Um, a, a mid-round draft pick, it doesn't really affect the Cowboys much. Um, the past, uh, you know, I guess 15 years or so, Dallas has hit more than they've missed on draft picks. If they see potential there, I don't see why not. Um, you know, who knows uh, how Dak's health will fare out this year, especially considering we don't know how our offensive line is going to stack up again this year. And, you know, if Trey Lance develops, you know, then kudos to Mike McCarthy. I mean, I believe he uh, he helped coach up another young quarterback who was named Aaron Rodgers. We never know what's going to yeah. happen here. Again, I think low risk, high reward. What do you think? Myron, I'm an odds guy. Thank you for the phone call, Juan. Myron, I'm an odds guy. I, I need you to yeah. put a percentage on something. What? Yeah. And I know I'm giving the, this to you, shooting from the hip here, so just think it through for a okay. second. But what, what are the odds that quarterback guru Kyle Shanahan sends a quarterback to, let's say, non-quarterback guru Mike McCarthy, and Mike yeah. McCarthy turns him into a solid NFL starting quarterback? What are the odds of that? I think it's less than 15%. You know, I mean, like, but you're Mike saying McCarthy. there's a chance that McCarthy yes. does something that Shanahan couldn't do. I don't what know you, if I'm ready to live in that world. It's going to break what, so what many you, of my takes. <laughs> what you learn is that a, a number of talented players have overcome Mike McCarthy, right? So, you know, it, it would be in spite of. But, but I do think Caller made a really good point: the durability of Dak Prescott. Now, that's a real conversation. Yes, I keep going back to this number: sixty-four is the number you have to remember. Sixty-four different quarterbacks started an NFL game last year. That was a record. So we always re, you know, disregard backups, but if you're thinking about durability, now that makes a lot more sense. If you're saying Trey Lance, Cooper Rush, that's a conversation if you think about Dak Prescott and the injuries he's suffered over the last couple of years. Tommy in San Antonio. Tommy, we've only got a little time left. Shoot your shot. Your thoughts on the trade. Hey, that's a great move, Jerry. Great move. Dak's not winning, man. Too many picks, not enough wins. You're saying it's a bad, it's a bad draft pick. San, San Francisco's going to look back and say it was a bad trade. Trade's about to tear it up in Dallas. I love the move. Appreciate the phone call. That's how you shoot your shot within limited time right there. Phones are stacked. We're yeah. going to keep taking calls all night. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Trey Lance traded from the Niners to the Cowboys for a fourth-round pick. Does that go down as the worst draft pick of all time, surpassing the Raiders and Jamarcus Russell? Plenty to get to. We're going to break it all down for you. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. We appreciate your support on a Friday night. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast.